Hello, brothers and sisters, and God bless you. It's Overcomer Ashley Kelly here, representing the Overcoming Power Ministries. We thank God for bringing us through another week, waking us up to see a brand new day that we haven't seen before. But most of all, we thank God for another opportunity to share his word with you. Pastor Kelly and the Overcoming Power Ministries are so excited that you are tuning in with us. It is not by chance that you are listening on this morning, because God has a word for each of you on today. We pray that something is said that will take you higher and deeper in the Lord Jesus. We welcome you to send us an email and become part of our mailing list. If you have prayer requests, send those in too at overcomingpowerministries at gmail.com. That's overcomingpowerministries at gmail.com because you too are an overcomer. Now I ask you to lend us your ears as I introduce to you a powerful man of God who has set out to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. I introduce to you, Pastor Kelly. God bless you, my friends and my brothers. We are so blessed to be, amen, able to come and share the gospel of Jesus Christ with you this morning. Amen. This is Pastor Kelly coming to you from Overcoming Power Ministries. Amen. And I greet you in the matchless name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. For God hath given him a name above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Amen. It's another week. Amen. And we thank God for his protection and we thank God for, amen, the covering that he provided on this week as we traveled to and from, amen, work or back and forth to school or wherever it is our responsibilities carried us, amen. We thank God for, amen, traveling mercies, amen, um, protected us and shielding us from danger seen and unseen, amen. It's a blessing to be in the land of the living, amen, and it's a blessing to be able to come to this radio audience this morning and just share some things with you out of the word of God, amen. We are still praying for you in our radio audience And we encourage you, amen, to take a moment and send us a note here at Overcoming Power Ministries at gmail.com and let us know, amen, that you are being blessed by this broadcast, amen. And at the same time, amen, if you have any prayer requests, amen, we'll be more than happy to take, amen, your request before the throne of grace, amen. We believe that it is the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous that availeth much. Amen. Amen. You've heard me say it. If you've been listening to this broadcast over the last 18 months, amen, you've heard me say it before. Amen. I believe in the power of prayer. Amen. Prayer works. Amen. Hallelujah to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm convinced that the enemy, amen, is trying to, amen, convince us. Amen. He's trying to get us to believe that prayer is a waste of time. Amen. But I want to encourage you, my friends and my brothers, to not um, stop, not to give up on praying. Amen. The fact that you go to God. Amen. The scripture says, amen, we can come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help us in the time of need. Amen. So, amen, I encourage you to come to the Lord. Amen. To talk to him about your troubles. Amen. Hallelujah to God. Amen. He says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Amen. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. 
for I am meek and lowly, and you shall find rest for your souls. Amen. Hallelujah to God. So we're encouraged to pray. Amen. The Bible says men ought always to pray and not faint. Amen. Hallelujah. Another scripture says, amen, hallelujah, that we ought to pray for one another. Amen. So I encourage you to keep praying. Amen. I encourage you, amen, to continue to believe God. Amen. At the end of the day, you have got to be resolved that God is God and that he's able, amen, to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't care how many times you've prayed and you feel as though nothing's happened. Um, I'm here to encourage you to keep on praying. Amen. And I'm here to encourage you to believe God. Amen. That's another thing that the enemy is doing. The enemy, amen, is trying to use, amen, uh, uh, you know, some history, right? We have history with God. There have been times that we've prayed and, amen, we didn't get the response that we was looking for. Amen. And the devil seeks to use use that experience. He seeks to use that history to get you, amen, to, 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 to not put your faith in God. Amen. But flip on the other side of the coin. What about those times when we did pray and God did answer? Amen. It's that history also that should motivate us and keep us, amen, uh, 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 keep our faith in the right place and to keep our faith righted so much so that we do, amen, believe God. We believe God. I believe God. Amen. Hallelujah. He's not here to grant my every wish anyway. Amen. He's not here, amen, to, to, to do things the way I want him to do it anyway. Amen. He's not here to serve my purpose. I'm here to serve his purpose in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And with that said, I do believe God. Hallelujah. And my faith in me and him tells me, amen, that if he doesn't respond, amen, if he refuses, responds in the negative. Amen. He's still God. That's what the that's what uh, the, the, the three um, Hebrew boys said, right, when they were thrown into the fiery furnace. Amen. They told Nebuchadnezzar, listen, we heard you the first time. I'm paraphrasing, right? You got to go to the book of Daniel and read the story of Hananiah, Azariah, and Mashiel, right? Those are their Hebrew names. Amen. But most of us know them by their Babylonian names, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Amen. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, Listen, we heard your command the first time. Amen. But we want you to know that our God is able to deliver us. And even if he doesn't, hallelujah to God, we want you to know we will not bow down to worship the golden image that you have set up. Amen. And that's what we have to tell the enemy. Hallelujah to the Lord Jesus Christ. Even if he doesn't deliver, hallelujah, I'm not going to bow to you. I'm not going to succumb. I'm not going to give heed to the things that you are saying that he isn't real. Amen. I'm not going to um, redirect my allocation, the allocation of my worship from him to you. Amen. Even if he doesn't answer my prayer, I know that he's able. Hallelujah to God. That's what you call devotion. That's what you call commitment. Amen. To our God. Amen. And our relationship with him is not contingent upon him answering or not answering prayers. Amen. So we thank God. Amen. I didn't have that on the agenda to say amen. But you know what? It came up. Amen. And it came out. So I'm hoping that you're being encouraged by that. Keep praying, my friends and my brothers. God forbid, amen, the value of our relationship with God is predicated, amen, hallelujah to God, is contingent upon him, amen, amen, responding to our every beck and call, 
Amen. That's not a relationship. Amen. Hallelujah to God. Amen. But if you love him, amen, you'll wait on him. Amen. The scripture says, wait, I say on the Lord and be of good courage. Amen. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Hallelujah to God. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. Hallelujah to God. So wait on God. Amen. He's there. Amen. And he's coming. Hallelujah. And he will answer. Hallelujah to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It might be a test of your devotion. Amen. So I encourage you to be patient. I encourage you to wait on the Lord. Amen. I encourage you. Amen. At the end of the day. Amen. Hallelujah to God. Amen. Amen. The, the scripture says, amen, before he heaven and earth will pass away, before one jot or tittle of my word will pass. So we know that at the end of the day, when everything else fails, when everything has, amen, uh, 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 been passed away, amen, so much so that it has disintegrated from flesh and blood into to dust and even from dust into nothingness, right? Hallelujah to God. We know that the word of our Lord stands forever. Hallelujah to God. And he said, I'll never leave you, neither will I forsake you. Amen. And that's what we can bank on. Amen. Hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. I want to start a new discourse today. Amen. I'm going to ask you, if you will, to get your Bible. We're going to go, amen, to the first chapter of the book of St. Luke. Amen. This is... Uh, a passage, amen, a scripture that I have really not preached before, amen, but I started down this path some weeks ago, and it's really been a blessing to me, and I just want to share some things with you, amen, out of the book of St. Luke. So if you can, let's go to St. Luke, the first chapter, and then we'll start reading, amen, from verse 5. All right, so that's Luke 1 and 5. This morning, I'm going to read to you from the King James Version, and it reads like this. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the horse of Abia, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. And they had no children because that Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John, and, shalt, and thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb, 
and many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. And thou, behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. And when he came out, he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. Amen. That was a little bit lengthy, right? I read for you 20 verses from verse 5 through verse 25 from the first chapter of the book of St. Luke. Amen. Uh, I want to just start this. Amen. We'll just begin this particular discourse today and we'll come back and we'll try to uh, dig a little bit deeper into it um, next week. So uh, this discourse comes to us out of one of the synoptic gospels. Amen. This particular uh, again, discussion comes to us from the authorship of Luke. Amen. A lot of times there are those who would believe that the synoptic gospels, because they contain, um, you know, a lot of detail around the life and ministry of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they were written by individuals who were necessarily eyewitnesses of those events. Amen. I think when I first started in ministry, amen, I was, um, you know, of that opinion until I began to study more. Amen. Matthew, amen, um, you know, Mark, Luke, and John, right, they all give us a view into the life, amen, into the ministry of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But not all of them were eyewitnesses. John was definitely an eyewitness, right? Amen, um, uh, of, of, of the life and ministry of Christ. But Luke was not. Now, when we get to study the book of Acts, right, when we dig a little deeper into uh, uh, the Acts of the Apostles, we see that Luke was a contemporary of Paul. Paul also was not an eyewitness, amen, to the life and ministry of Jesus Christ, amen. We believe that Paul may have been on the scene um, probably um, around the same time um, around uh, uh, Christ's ministry, but Paul did not know Jesus, amen, during the time that he walked on the face of this earth, amen. Paul comes on the scene after, amen, the crucifixion, after the resurrection, and after the ascension of Christ back to uh, a heaven. But Luke and Paul were contemporaries. Luke was one of Paul's protégés, 
Amen. But he was not amen, an eyewitness of the life and ministry of our Lord and Jesus Christ. So when we look at the book of Luke, amen, we believe that Luke studied the writings. He did extensive research, amen, uh, to make sure that the account that he gave, that, uh, you know, they were true accounts, amen. He didn't take uh, people's anecdotes, right? He didn't sit at the foot of his grandmother and listen to his grandmother give him stories and then record the stories as they came from his grandmother. But when we study his life, when we study his approach to his writing, we find that Luke was very meticulous, right? He was a, a physician, and as a physician, he was trained to be very detailed. And then, God forbid, we go to physicians who are not trained to look at every ounce of the situation with the detail, right? So, um, by virtue of the fact that he was given to uh, a, a medicine by way of a vocation, amen, he was trained to look at detail. He was trained to do extensive research. So it was said, um, and so it's done in his writings, amen. We understand that when he, amen, undertook, amen, when he was inspired by the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, to write, amen, he did extensive research. He talks to us about Theophilus, um, you know, even in the book of St. Acts, right? in the book of Acts, amen, he, he says, um, because Luke wrote the book of Acts as well, right? He tells Theophilus in so many words, listen, I'm writing that you might know that these things are true. I want you to understand time and, and, and effort was invested. Hallelujah in the, to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. When you see these records, when you read my account, know that it's true. I took the time to validate and to verify these facts. Jesus Christ was real. Amen. He lived and he walked the face of this earth. Amen. He is not some great prophet, amen, uh, uh, that people just simply wrote about, amen. He's not just, amen, some, some, some figment of someone's imagination, amen. He was God in the flesh. He was God with us. Amen. Hallelujah to the Lord Jesus Christ. So Luke, amen, he has, amen, the privilege, hallelujah, of writing to us about the life and time of Jesus. And at the same time, he turns around and writes to us about the life, amen, or the acts of the Holy Spirit, amen, which picks up where Jesus left off, amen, after Jesus ascends, amen, back to heaven. So, he writes to us, um, again, about the life and the ministry of Jesus Christ. And he also gives us a feel for, amen, the ministry um, per the Acts of the Apostles, amen, in the book of Acts. Now, uh, so in the beginning of this particular chapter, we find that Luke is writing to us about John the Baptist, amen, the birth of John the Baptist, or he's given us a view into um, how um, John the Baptist came to be born. Now, even before we get deep into this discussion, amen, we have to understand that, um, that, that John the Baptist, amen, was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. And because that's not the, the, the true focus of, of this discourse yet, I just want to let you know from a high level's perspective, right, by the word forerunner, we just mean the fact that John, um, the purpose of his ministry was to pave the way for Jesus Christ to come. 
Amen. That that was he was to prepare the hearts and minds, amen, of the people, amen, so that when the Son of Man, amen, took center stage, amen, that they would be prepared, their hearts would be prepared. Amen. So that was the, 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 the true purpose of his life and his ministry. Amen. When you think about it, right, um, when G I always tell people when you read the Gospels, amen, Jesus is front and center all um, uh, um, by himself. There, there is no other ministry that we read about in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, but the ministry of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He did not share that stage with anyone. Amen. Hallelujah to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. At the age of 30, when he came to the world's platform, amen, there was no one else on the stage but him. So when you really want, if you really want to think about it, think about John being the set manager, right? He's the one that's preparing the set. Amen. He's making sure, amen, that all of the, the things that, that, that Jesus needed, hallelujah to God, amen, to minister to the hearts of men, amen, he started preparing the way. He told them that there is one coming after me who is greater than I am, the latchet of whose shoes I'm not even worthy to, to, to string them up and tie them. Hallelujah to the Lord. But in this first chapter, amen, we get a view into how his birth came to be. Now, the first thing I noticed, if we go back, let's go back to, 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 to verse number five. As we take our time and walk through this, I just want to point out a couple of key factors, right? Amen. Um, this time, as we walk through it, the second time, I'm going to start reading again from verse 5, but I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. It says, when Herod was king of Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah. He was a member of the priestly order of Abijah and his wife. Elizabeth was also from the priestly line of Aaron. All right, so... We find here that Luke provides us with the name of, of John the Baptist's parents, right? His dad was Zachariah or Zacharias. And one version in the New uh, Living Translation, we see that his name is Zachariah. And in the King James Version, we see that he's called Zacharias, right? It's the same person, right? But uh, we find that... Uh, the writer provides us with some detail um, as to the tribe that both his parents belong to. Now, just by virtue of the fact that we study Old Testament, right, we know that um, uh, uh, the, the, the you know the 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 sons of of of, um, of Aaron, right, they provide for us, right, the, the priestly order, right. Um, um, and so when we think about it, right, uh, we know that um, uh, Zacharias was one of the descendants of Aaron, right? He was of that tribe, right? The tribe um, where the priests emanated from. And we also find that his wife, the Bible tells us right there, that Zacharias was of the priestly order of Abijah, and his wife Elizabeth was also of the priestly line of Aaron. So both Zacharias and Elizabeth were descendants of the, 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 the priestly tribe. Now the point that I want to make here is that during that time, at the time that Luke writes this particular gospel, there were well over 20,000 priests in um, Israel at that time. All right. So when Aaron goes, I'm sorry, when Zechariah 
goes to uh, serve in the temple. Amen. History tells us that. Amen. Um, while he went in during um, his rotation, for lack of a better term, let's look at it, right? The Bible says there in verse 6 that Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive and they were very old. But the point that I want to make was, um, it says that um, verse number 9, eight, it says, One day Zechariah was serving God in the temple for his order was on duty that week. So his rotation or his particular family, the tribe of Abijah, right? The order of Abijah, their rotation was this particular week. Now, although it was Zachariah's turn, it was his tribe's turn to serve in the temple, they had to pull lots to see which particular function Zacharias as a priest would perform. So when they pulled lots, right, when they drew lots, right, that's really a way of drawing a straw, right? In today's language, we would say they drew short straws. And, you know, I don't know if they said whoever draws the long straw is the one that's going to serve um, at the altar of incense or whoever draws the short straw is the one that's going to serve in the outer court, right? I don't know. Uh, we don't have that particular level of detail. But we do know that when they drew lots, it was Zacharias' turn to serve and the temple. Amen. Not only serving the temple, but it was it was it was um, it was uh, his lot that he would serve. Amen. At the altar of incense. Now, so we know a couple of things. We know that Zacharias was a priest. We know that he was one of 20,000 priests and it just happened to be, amen, his week, amen, to serve in the temple. But we also see how God is starting to orchestrate some things, right? Not only is, his, is it his week to serve in the temple, but it's his, once he goes to serve in the temple, God is going to orchestrate it so much so that he serves at the altar of incense, Amen. Hallelujah to God. That You have to believe that nothing happens by chance. Amen. When we read the fact that they drew lot, I don't, lots, I don't want anybody to be of the misconception that it was just chance that he happened to serve, uh, 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 um, you know, at the altar of incense. No, it was not chance. It was God orchestrating it, right? God had a purpose for his life. He was to be the father of he who would be the forerunner of Jesus Christ. Now, there was a miracle performed, right? As Zacharias goes, amen, we already told, we are already told that Zacharias and Elizabeth, his wife, they're old, they're well up in age, amen. One writer um, even goes as far as saying that they were well stricken in age, right? It says, look at verse number seven, right? It says, they were, they had no children because that Elizabeth was barren and they were both now, they both were now well stricken in years. So not only were they old, they were very old. They had no children. And we know just by way of our study of Jewish custom, 
for a woman not to be able to bear a child. That was a very, very difficult situation to be in. To walk around and to be elderly um, and, and to never have born a child was rather an embarrassing thing for Elizabeth. Even when we go back to the Old Testament, amen, we saw Abraham's wife, Sarah, and all the things that she went through, right, because she couldn't bear a child. We saw the mother of Samuel, right, Hannah, and all of the things that she went through because she couldn't bear a child. And although we're several hundreds of years later, um, uh, 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 here it is the same type and kind of thing. Zachariah and Elizabeth are unable to bear a child, and Elizabeth is, is, is experiencing a lot of pain. Amen. It's, it's not an easy thing not to be able to bear a child, but more so not to be able to bear a son for your husband. My friends and my brothers, that's all we have time for today. I want to encourage you to come back next Sunday because we're going to talk about miracles and how God orchestrates our life. And although when most people would count us out, amen, that's when God steps in just in time, amen, and does the unthinkable. Amen. When everybody thought that Elizabeth's turn was up, amen, that her time for having children was past. Here comes God about to step, step in and drop down a wonderful miracle on her. Amen. Your time is not over. Your time is not past. God is on the way to do something wonderful for you. Be blessed, my friends and my brothers. We'll see you next week. Father, I pray that you will bless those who are under the sound of my voice. And if there is one that does not know you in the pardon of their sins, I pray that they will confess their sins, acknowledge you as their Lord and Savior, and commit to walking in the light of your word as they learn it. In Jesus' name. Be blessed, be safe, and be saved. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in with us this week. We are so grateful you decided to spend time out of your day with us. And for those who just repeated the sinner's prayer, we welcome you to the body of Christ. We would love to hear from you and add you to our prayer list so that we can pray for your spiritual growth and your walk with Christ. We pray something was said today that encouraged your soul, strengthened your faith, and blessed you beyond measure. To all our listeners, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or just some encouraging words, please email us at overcomingpowerministries at gmail.com. Pray for us here at Overcoming Power Ministries, and we will be praying for you. God bless you and protect you. And remember, you are an overcomer.